Have you ever run into someone that claims to be the best at something? I mean, hands down, they truly believe that they're the absolute best at whatever trade or craft or occupation that they're in or hobby that they're into. No stats to back it up. No plaque or award to show for it. No certification that says number one in the world. In fact, not even someone that they could refer to that would stand behind their claim. Boasting to be the best is a pretty easy title to throw around, but usually far, far from the truth. Wouldn't you agree? Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next-level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the MindWrench Podcast. This weekly show is the personal and professional development podcast designed primarily for those serving the automotive repair industry, where we share simple yet effective strategies with personal and practical insights on mindset, self-improvement, and leadership that anyone can use for a more successful shop and a next-level life. I'm your host, Rick Silover. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. I truly hope you find something of value here. If you haven't done so already, and you really like what I'm sharing here, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And make sure you share this podcast with others, because when you share the show, the show grows, and I get to help more people. And that's why I do this podcast. Have you ever run into someone that claims to be the best at something? I mean, hands down, they truly believe that they're the absolute best at whatever trade or craft or occupation that they're in or hobby that they're into. No stats to back it up, no plaque or award to show for it, no certification that says number one in the world. In fact, not even someone that they could refer to that would stand behind their claim. Boasting to be the best is a pretty easy title to throw around, but usually far, far from the truth. Wouldn't you agree? I've met plenty of the best auto body technicians and painters in my travels through hundreds of shops over the past 40 years. But wait, wouldn't there only be one? I know dozens of techs, mechanics, and painters that are the best in their shop, but certainly not in a city, regional, or national level. I've met Skills USA young folks that have finished first place, which is awesome, but they are nowhere near the best in the industry, but probably on their way. In my 15 years as a painter, I never claimed to be one of the best, as I wasn't, and I knew it. Although I did some really cool work and and I was involved in some very high-value projects, but I was really never more than just a good painter. I mean, the best painter certainly wouldn't pick up a nickname like Runny Rick, right? And no, I didn't have a Coke problem either. No, just an average painter that produced some really good jobs, along with a lot of jobs that I ran, or hit with my hose, or fell into after losing balance on an empty five-gallon can, or some other dumb shit. If you're claiming to be the best, your work ethic should really back up your ego. I mean, you should be spending your time, when you're not repairing cars, reading about, studying, practicing new methods, researching new equipment, late hours, early mornings, all with the relentless pursuit of achieving excellence in your craft. Back when I painted and I was working with other technicians, I never saw anyone doing that. Of course, we didn't have YouTube videos or Facebook groups to access, In fact, if you wanted to see how others did it better, you either traveled to other shops in person 
or maybe attended training classes from the equipment or paint manufacturers, or maybe in an iCar class. Now I know I'm using auto body references here, but this holds true for every single industry, trade, or occupation out there. Striving to be the best at something is very admirable. Hell, I'd say honorable, and even downright inspirational. It's truly something all of us should do, but sadly, most won't. We just say, no, I'm good enough, it's too much work to be the best. Not long ago, a good friend of mine that knows I consume a lot of personal development content suggested I check out the speaker that he's been working with to up his stage performance. So after checking out a few of his speeches on YouTube, I really liked what he was doing and I bought his latest book, which is unbelievably good, which I'm still working through. As I was going through some of his videos, though, I ran across this clip that really hit home on the subject of being the best and what real work ethic looks like and what commitment to that goal consists of, and how generosity or giving of oneself can make all the difference. Anyways, this clip gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. So, naturally, I thought I'd share it with all of you. This clip from Bo Eason, who was the best safety in football before an injury forced an early retirement, also became the best playwright on stage, and is now aiming to be the best speaker in the world. Through his extraordinary storytelling, highlights this perfectly. Bo's coming up right after this. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, how come I'm not further along than this? Or why can't I ever seem to get ahead? Are you frustrated with life, unsure of your future, wanting to make a change in your current situation, but too scared to make that next move? Maybe you want to reach that next level in life or in your business, but not sure what the right move is. Or maybe you feel the best thing to do is nothing at all. Many of you may not know, but along with hosting my own weekly podcast, I'm a personal development, mindset, business, and life coach, where I focus on helping people with self-development, mindset, and how to make positive changes in their lives. And trust me, with all the negativity we've had to deal with in these past two years, I think we all need some positivity, a positive change, and a fresh approach to our life or our business in 2022. Sometimes, talking to the right person can make all the difference. If you really want to start making those changes in your life, take action right now. Reach out and email, text, call, or direct message me as soon as possible. Do it right now. I'll set you up with a free consultation call and pre-qualify you for either the one-on-one or business coaching that you really need to get your life or your business on the right track to success. Appointments are available right now. The third most critical step that you've got to take to be the best, to be the best storyteller, generosity. Generosity. Now, I'm not talking about generosity like, hey, I'm really generous, Bo, or hey, Bo, I'm a big tipper. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking about the art of giving all of oneself all of the time. Anyone remember a guy named Jerry Rice? Who remembers Jerry Rice? For those of you who don't remember Jerry Rice, he's known as the greatest football player ever to play the game, ever. He is so far out in front of the guy in second place, you can't even compare him. He's got 60 more touchdowns than the guy in second place. Do you know how long it takes to score 60 touchdowns in the NFL if you could stay healthy long enough? You can't do it. I used to play against this dude. It is a nightmare to play against the best player to ever don a uniform. But at the end of my career, I got traded to the San Francisco's 49ers. So me and Jerry Rice are on the same team. The greatest player to ever play the game, 100 years. We're on the same team. I said, shit, that's good. I want to see what he does. So we get to training camp. 
First day of training camp, Rockland, California, 110 degrees outside. I made this little deal with myself when I was like eight. And the deal was this. Wherever practice I had for the rest of my life, whether it was a rehearsal or a tennis practice or football or basketball, whatever it was, I was going to be the first person on that court or on that field. And I was also going to be the last person to leave that field. That was just a contract. I didn't even tell anybody about it, but that was it. And that held true for 20 years. And then I got traded to San Francisco. And I walk out two hours before anybody's out there. And I look out at the green field and I'm like, this is my new home. First one out, 20 years straight. And I look right over here and guess who's standing right there? (laughs) The greatest player in the history of a game. I'm like, how could that be? Why aren't the lesser players out here? Why is the best out here? Yet the rookies are sleeping. So Jerry and Rice and I stood out there for two hours getting ready. The rest of the team comes out, and this is a great team. Joe Montana, Roger Craig, Randy Cross, Ronnie Lott, a lot of Hall of Fame players. So they all come out, right? And we start warming up, and this is the warm-up. Joe Montana and Steve Young are our quarterbacks. Joe Montana gets right here. They snap the ball to Joe. This is warm-ups, mind you. And Joe's going to throw these nice, nice little patterns to the wide receivers who are right over here. Jerry Rice is a wide receiver. The first wide receiver does this. Joe snaps the ball. First receiver does this. Comes off the line, half speed, all cool. Breaks off a little slant route. Joe throws the ball. The receiver catches the ball and stops. Walks the ball back to Joe Montana. Gives Joe the ball back in line. Second receiver comes up. This is what he does. All cool, all pro glide. Breaks off a little slant route. Joe throws the ball. Receiver catches the ball. Stops. Walks the ball back to Joe Montana. Hands Joe the ball back in line. And then Jerry Rice came up. And I said, oh shit, okay. Let's see what he does. This is what Jerry Rice did. Boom! Full speed. Bam! Breaks off a slant. Bam! Catches the ball. Boom! Gone. A hundred yards. Boom! Gone. All of us are like, where the hell is he going? (laughs) All the way 100 yards gets his body into the end zone, turns around, full speed, all the way back to Joe Montana, right back in line. Yeah. Next guy comes up. Going to run a little out route, right? Next receiver, this is what he does. All cool. Breaks off a little out route. Catches the ball. Stops. Walks the ball back to Joe Montana. Gives Joe the ball. And then Jerry Rice came up again. And this is what he did. Boom! Full speed. Bam! Breaks it off. Boom! Catches the ball. Bam! He is gone. Over and over and over and over again. Three hours went by. He must have run 10 miles of dead-ass sprints, putting his body all the way in the end zone, flipping it around all the way back. i never seen anything like this. I've played this game 20 years. So I went up to Jerry Rice after practice. I said, hey, man. I said, Jerry, um, what's the deal with you, man? I mean, why? 
I mean, why do you do all that? You know, running. Why do you do that? And he goes, oh, that's very simple, Bo. I do that because every time these hands touch a ball, this body ends up in an end zone. There are no accidents. That guy is so willing to give of himself that I said, look, generosity is a dial that you and me get to turn. Generosity is up to us. All those other receivers, they could have turned it up like he did, but they said no. And you know what's funny about that? I can't remember their names. I know my teammates, I can't remember their names. Jerry Rice lives inside my marriage. He lives inside the way I parent. What? What'd I say? What'd I say? Check this out. I got asked, I'll close with this. I got asked to uh, marry these two young people, right? And they're beautiful young people. It's in Santa Barbara. And I'm a, they, they come in to me and go, Bo, will you be the, you know, the preacher man in our wedding? I'm like, I'm not a preacher man. And they said, yeah, we think you are. And I said, okay. So I went on the internet, and apparently I am, because eight minutes later, I was a preacher man. <laughs> and so the first wedding that I ever officiated was this beautiful couple in this beautiful church in Santa Barbara. And I never used notes or PowerPoints or anything. So I, but I wanted to be official, right? So I bought this book with leather bound, but there was nothing written in this book. <laughs> but I wanted to pretend like I was reading something you know, deep. And so I get in front of the congregation. The first words out of my mouth of the first wedding that I ever officiated was this. When I think of marriage, the first person I think of is Jerry Rice. <laughs> Every dude in the audience was like high-fiving each other. They're like, yeah, man, this is my kind of wedding. <laughs> but that's the that This guy's a football player, right? He's a football player, but he's impacted how much I'm willing to give of myself every day, every department of my life, whether it's parenting or, or marriage or speaking or leading. You turn that dial all the way up, and then you see who you end up being. Everybody got it? Well, I hope this clip inspired you as much as it inspired me. You certainly didn't have to be a football fan to appreciate the work ethic and dedication of someone like Jerry Rice. But I will tell you this, while the clip is awesome, treat yourself to listening to the whole speech from Bo Eason on YouTube. I'll leave a link to that speech, as well as his book that I'm reading, There's No Plan B for Your A-Game, in the show notes. You probably didn't know this, but I have a credo just like Jerry Rice does. When these two hands touch a spray gun, I'm running a panel. Well, that's all I had for you today. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate your support, and I hope you have a great week. I can always be reached at www.ricksillover.com, where you can find all my social media links, podcast episodes, blog posts, and much more.